Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome back to the Steelers Hangover. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, Tony Defio, the phenom of flex over there. He's flexing. He's look at that. Look at that. Look at the gun show. I mean, we're going to have to change this to the gun show. I mean, if you're checking us out on the podcast platform, especially the ladies, you need to tune in next week to see Tony's guns there. I mean, this That's is right. something you're. I'm not just a, I'm not just a keyboard warrior. I'm a in-person warrior too. Anyway, uh, all right. So let's talk about this. We we talked about the guys on the team already. You could bring back Juju if the price is right. You still have you still have to spend some money on Juju. Oh yeah. But if you had your druthers, are you bringing them back? Oh yeah. If you can get them for for a uh, a team friendly deal, which seems. Uh, unrealistic, but if you, if that were to happen, yeah, I'd bring him back. I mean, he's to me, I think here's a guy that could be the face of the franchise after Ben leaves. So I think, you know, people compared him to Heinz Ward. You know, I think people get too wrapped up in all the other stuff with the, you know, social media to me, to me, that's harmless. That's relatively harmless. Uh, if you look at the, the grand, the big picture with Juju, he's a, he's a hard worker. He's a, he's a team leader and he's great in the community and he's a great football player. So I think if you could get him back, uh, I would bring him back. It's just a matter of will he be too expensive, and he probably will be. Okay, now are you going to do that? Is that your pick, or are you going to go elsewhere? Are you going to go in the draft, or are you going to go free agency? Um, let's say, well, if you're going in the draft or free agency, that means that Juju is definitely gone. Or your GM Tony, you bringing up, you bringing back Juju if you can get that team friendly deal, or are you going to stretch to get him, or are you just going to say, hey, I don't think we can make it work. Let's go another route. Well, I, I think they've set themselves up nicely in, with, with 
the the receivers over the last few years in the draft. When you're talking about James Washington, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, so I think uh, Juju's going to command. You said it earlier in the show, fifteen, sixteen million a year probably, and I don't think they can afford that um, at, at, with their uh, cap situation. So I think uh, unless he's real willing to come down uh, significantly, which I don't think he is, you're probably going to let him walk. I would I would go. Uh, free agent, uh, a cheaper free agent, somebody, a veteran that, that maybe can come in and sort of be a calming presence, like a Jericho Cotri, for example, somebody like that. That's what I would do. Now, Devin Logan is wrong. He says, you're going to say Larry Fitzgerald. I feel it. I would love, I and I like that. And that's the guy I would do, I would bring in. Um, Gyro likes the Larry Fitz thing too. If Larry Fitz comes to Pittsburgh, I'll jump for joy. That would be awesome. Um, we also have, uh, we might have some more Larry Fitzes. I'm not there. Um, Alice likes the Golden Tate situation. And I really like the Golden Tate idea too. I just think Larry Fitz and Golden Tate might be a little bit expensive. I, not too expensive. Right. I, th- I think Golden Tate is still going to command a lot more than you think he would. I mean, like eight, eight to 10 million. Um, but I think Golden Tate and Larry Fitzgerald both would be great for this team. But the guy that I'm looking at, and someone has said it here, and I've got to go and look at it, but just for what they need and wh- how uh, Juju was used. Remember, Juju had 97 catches last year. Right. And so... I'm looking at a guy that they can get for four or five million dollars a year. And like I said, somebody said it and I can't find it. And you know, I don't multitask well. So I'm just going to come out and say it. Danny Amendola is cheap. He caught over 60 balls last year. I think it was like 65 balls. Right. And that guy would, I mean, he's a Super Bowl champion. You know, he is, uh, he's healthy for a 35 year old. He would bring some stability to that wide receiver room. He could be a mentor. Once again, I think those other guys, Golden Tate, Larry Fitzgerald, would be great mentors too. And if they could bring one of those guys in and the price is right, I would do it. And, you know, I think it was Mule Skinner who said it. Um, I think Mule said uh, Danny Amendola. So I'm... uh, I'm saying Danny Amendola too. I think that w- that would be a nice sign for this team, and I really think it could work. What's your thoughts on Danny Amendola? Well, I think it's fine. I mean, if you're if you're talking about going the veteran route, uh, it would have to be somebody who's willing to take a, take a cheaper deal, in my opinion. And, and and you mentioned people like Golden Tate are going to maybe command eight ten million a year. I think that's too expensive for a guy for a guy like him with their situation. So. And then Danny Amendola, I mean, that there, there's somebody who could be a, a nice possession receiver, somebody who's been in the league. He's won Super Bowls with the Patriots. Uh, it, it, to me, it wouldn't be a bad deal for a year, maybe two. He, he can, you know, mentor some of these young guys, show, show them how to be professionals. Uh, you know, again, like Jericho Cotri, I, I, I think that would be great. Joey Jr. says T.Y. Hilton would be perfect. Game Theory actually <clears throat> just does not think that T.Y. is a good fit. Again, check his home road splits. He clearly plays better indoors. That's something I haven't checked. I like that. Um, and, good job, game theory. And and he sounds like somebody that would be pretty expensive. I mean, you know, he's not—he's a big name. I don't know how 
what other what teams think of him, but he sounds like somebody that, that you would have to pay a pretty penny to, to to get. So I don't think he's even a realistic option, honestly. You know, Portna's saying, hey, Claypool was drafted for Juju's departure. Yeah, he. I mean, he really was. And that's uh, the same reason Highsmith was drafted. Highsmith was drafted for the departure of a guy like uh, Bud Dupree. So they look ahead on this. So, you know, I, I think I actually think they're going to let let him uh, walk. Um, Thaddeus says, uh, sign Martavius, Martavis Bryant. I think he was reinstated. I'm really not going that route because you've got your tall guy. But um, a tall guy that I was really interested in who was let go last week that I would have brought in right away was Tyrell Williams. But uh, Tyrell has signed on with the Detroit Lions. And he signed right away with Detroit. And the thing about Detroit, they're losing guys. Kenny Galladay is a free agent. They, they're they probably going to lose Amendola, so they had to bring somebody in. That's a pretty good player to bring in. Um, so that's going to be – that guy was another guy that I would have definitely taken a look at. Now, another thing that the Steelers can do, and Steeler tr- Chick says it right here, we draft wide receivers well, draft the wide receivers. Yes, I agree with you. But, Tony – where do you draft a receiver? You don't really want to draft a receiver in the first three rounds, do you? That's what I was going to say. I mean, they, they've done that so often over the past, what, how many drafts that they've drafted a receiver in the second or third round. Uh, so they've set themselves up nicely. They don't need to do that this year. So if you can get a, a, a guy in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, like Antonio Brown, uh, somebody like that, you can maybe develop. Obviously, you're not going to get. You're likely not going to get that kind of talent again. That's you know, pretty rare. But that, I think that's that's what you do this year. I think you have other needs you have to address in, in the top two or three rounds. Uh, I don't think this is the year that you draft a receiver that high. I think you 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 look for a, a a nice veteran, a bargain veteran in free agency. I think that's what you do this year, and then you you find a younger receiver in the draft in the middle portion of the draft. Yeah, I, I kind of think you wait. Um, John C. says the um, the fourth round. Mule says uh, third to fifth round. Yeah, I, I really think that you can get him in a really good position here. Um, you can you can get, when I say him, the wide receiver, right. you know, maybe wait until the fourth and fifth round. If they scout these guys real well, that's probably when you want to go ahead and, and draft one. I'm still looking at a running back in the uh, second or third round. I want Javante Williams. You know, I've been talking about that. If they don't get a Marlon Mack uh, type player, um, you know, a Ramondre Stevenson, you know, if you can draft the right guy in the fourth or fifth round, remember you drafted the right guy guy to be your guard in the fourth round last year. Exactly. So th- that's a possibility. And we've seen, you know, it's r- very rare that there's a number one pick as a, as a, a running back. So you can get a good one in the second or third round, even in the fourth or fifth. Um, O-line is where you need to look at yeah. one through three somewhere in there. Exactly. If you don't go in the first round, you second or third, you got to do it. Yeah. So, and then, then we could follow. Ezra must remember your your mock drafts from last year. He wants a punter. Um, 
Well, Jordan Berry, you're not even if they draft, draft the punter in the first round. Apparently, he's not going to beat out Jordan Berry. So sorry, Ezra, it's not going to or PJ or whoever said that. <laughs> you know, um, Reggie says Jeff Hartman would be a good fit at wide receiver. I, I take offense to that. If you if you talk to Jeff Hartman, he's going to tell you he's going to tell you all the time about his pick six in eighth grade. Um, I guarantee you I have better hands to Jeff Hartman. No offense to him. Oh, oh yeah. I, I think we've got a challenge coming on. I and have great hands. I'm, not, I'm just saying, I can't believe they said that. No love on my own show, but I'm, uh, all, right. I'm uh, all right. I'm a diva. I'm a diva. What am I, I'm a receiver. I'm a diva. What am I going to do? <laughs> that's that's off. awesome. Um, Lumberzack is now, now we're doing the VTSC. Uh, we're filling in Jeff at wide receiver. Dave was a tackle. But what a lot of people, a lot of you don't realize is that just a few years ago at a Canadian college, which I could never remember that. I know they were the Ravens. I could never remember the, the name of this team, but Michael Beck was a 296 pound guard. If you can believe it. So that could be our next guard. If he like get him back in the weight room, um, Throw a bunch of uh, meat and hot pockets at him, and uh, and see what he can do. Get him back up there, and then we'll put him on the O line. I well then okay then I, I extend my challenge to I want to be in the non BTSC football player division. So I think Jeff will be in that division then. So um, let me just jump in here. I, I'm trying to figure this one out. Uh, Monka S. Uh, Brian and Tony, can you guys give a shout out to Duck Hodges? You know, I, I love the duck. In fact, not only will I give a shout out to him, I know he's a Los Angeles Rams now. I'm not sure why we're do, giving a shout out, but I'll even do this. Holy cow. That's even better than the shout out. There, that's, how a, about uh, that? that's dedication. That's fan dedication. So Monka, there you go. I'm not sure. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, there's no duck news, is there? No, no, I just think that's somebody who got caught up in duck mania back in 2019. And they can't let it go. That's what I think it is. We are talking about receivers, though, and I do want to do um, a positive shout out for uh, for young Christian Switzer, nine months, nine month old, uh, the son of uh, former Steelers receiver Ryan Switzer. Um, looks like he might have had a better day today, yeah. and I'm, I'm uh, but. Definitely tests have been done. He's definitely, uh, they're still trying to figure everything out. So uh, once again, let's uh, let's still pray for uh, Christian Switzer as well. I wanted to bring him up as well. So um, that's something, you know, we talk about us being a PTSC family. You know, once you're in the Steeler family, you're in the Steeler family. Uh, Ryan Switzer, God bless you and your family. Uh, and uh, may God bless Christian as well. So, um here we go. We've got about six minutes left in the show. There are some wide receivers out there um, as draft prospects. You know, the top ones, Tony, you're not going to look at guys like Jamar Chase from LSU, the uh, Waddle and Smith from Alabama. Right. Rondell Moore and Kadarius Tony are guys that you can get probably at the position you're picking um, Rondell from Purdue, uh, Kadarius Tony from Florida, Rashad Bateman. You might be able to get in the second round, Elijah Moore, Tylen Wallace. Um, 
Terrence Marshall Jr. from LSU. But what I'm kind of looking at is I'm looking at in the fourth round in guys like uh, maybe a Sage Sage Surratt from uh, Wake Forest, Amon Ross St. Brown um, from USC. That's, uh, gosh, can you see the Yinzers having trouble with Amon Ra St. Brown? Uh, um, oh, gosh. And just for the name, there's a 5'11 wide receiver, 190 pounds, Daz Newsom from North Carolina. Um, as far as a prospect goes, he's prospect number 114. I would just bring in a guy just because his name was Daz. <laughs> yeah, that's we. I think that's that's spot on. I mean, that's I think that's the route you have to go. No pun intended with, <laughs> with receivers in, in the 2021 draft. I think mean, I think you know when when you focus so much attention on a particular position in previous drafts like they have, I think you, you owe it to your team to to focus your attention elsewhere. That's why you can again. That's why you can absorb a loss like Juju because you. You've, re- you've fortified that position with the draft over the last, what, four or five drafts. So, yeah, I think you you, you, you look in the middle the middle round for, for, for somebody and you, you concentrate on O-line, maybe tight end, running back, uh, something like that in the first two or three rounds. All right, so I'm, I'm having trouble with this. Um, <clears throat> and he's definitely right. Reginald Rivers says the kid from Auburn's good. Um, I know Seth Johnson, but that's that's not the one I'm thinking of that they've already talked to. Um, is his name Brown? I, I can't remember the Auburn wide receiver in the draft. Um, somebody, I'm sure you could help me out with that if it doesn't come to me. But I know they've talked to him, and I think he would be a good possibility as well. So uh, thanks for mentioning that, um, Reginald. But I just can't remember his name. Maybe this Seth Williams, because uh, I'm trying to look him up. Because you know, I don't, I do not uh, multitask well. Here, here it is. Um, it is. Uh, well, it says speedy wide receiver. Um, his nickname is Flash, but I still don't have his name. And it is Anthony Schwartz. There we go. Anthony Schwartz is a guy that uh, you might be able to get in that fourth round. Um, he's a burner. He kind of seems like the guy that they could do really well with as well. Um, yeah, right. John Trent came up with it. Uh, Gyro came up with it too. I was, I was online, so I didn't even see that you said that. So, um, that, that could be a good idea there. I would not be opposed for them to go in the draft, but just not early. But if you got, have the money for one of those veterans, especially in Amendola, but if you can, man, if you could get Larry Fitz here, if you can get Larry Fitz here for a year, I think that's worth it. I mean, I, I would love to see that. I think, um, yeah, from, from a PR standpoint, it would be like a, a, a the cheaper alternative to J.J. Watt. It would be great. And you know what? You give him number one. Yeah. Yeah, because we've got somebody wearing number 11. You give him number one. That's what he wore at Pitt. That would yeah. be amazing. Oh, we we would we would fall in love with him. I mean, we're already in love with the guy. He, he's he's a he's a fantastic human being. There aren't too many NFL players that are, even though there are a lot of great NFL players out there, a lot of good guys. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald. I don't know, you know, the the Pope, Larry Fitzgerald. Who's who's uh, more innocent? It's hard to tell. He's just a, such a great guy. <laughs> 
I, I got to bring this up. Case and Wright. I love it. May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> little Spaceballs action. Spaceballs. I watched that in the summer. That was great. Uh, Donald says classic Mel Brooks. I love it. Uh, I just, yeah, I tell you what. If they draft him, I guarantee you, even though he can't stand Star Wars, Jeff Hartman will have that T-shirt out just like that if they draft Anthony Schwartz. <laughs> May the Schwartz right. be with you. <laughs> that would be perfect. Perfect. Uh, gosh, Jerry Cherry Band, uh, our uh, our house show band for the the AM yeah. shows. Jerry Cherry, right. great stuff. If you haven't if you haven't listened to his stuff on YouTube, man, go and listen to it. It is really good. It is right down my alley. And if you want to play guitar. He has some, uh, I have a, I have a kid that's, uh, best friends with my son and a good family friend. I mean, he does tutorials online to like, here I go again by white snake and some different Really? Stuff. Yeah. I, I know I'm going to embarrass, embarrass him. No, but he has YouTube videos out there that are just absolutely fantastic. And, uh, I think he, he did a guns and roses one too. I, wow. I, can't, I can't remember which one it was, but, um, fantastic guitarist he's our house guitarist so uh, i'm hyping you up jerry cherry because your stuff's good i just wish i wish yeah. i could play guitar i just don't have hell I'm, capacity to learn chords um, i'm 48 years old in 10 months and and uh i, I want to learn how to play guitar so i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna look up his tutorials so yeah just check him out on youtube uh he is great patience yeah and now jerry i could sing patience and I, I I love to do my uh, I love to do my Axel impression with patience. Just a little patience, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, now now I'm fired up. Um, Manny Silva good, man. Manny Silva does not like uh, the Amendola thing. He's no better than their top four wide receivers. He's a number five wide receiver on the Steelers. Well, that's what we're kind of saying. We, they, they, they don't need a, they don't need a number four receiver or five receiver. They need a, a veteran guy that you, that you bring in that, that kind of is a, a presence who can come in and maybe play the slot a little bit. They don't need a, a, a top guy. I, <laughs> that's true. Um, so uh, I'm getting an invitation to jam with Jerry Cherry. I've all, I have an invitation to jam with uh nap 1963 another one of our our good followers here too that's a soup we need to just put a super group together and you know who's a really good guitar player who's that jeff hartman really jeff hartman is and not only is is he a great guitar player he is a classically trained vocalist something we don't know but wow. but the bad guy the bad guy has the rock and roll chops just uh i mean not the best voice but man i tell you what i i could bust some out possibly i i, I don't have the range i'm a little tone deaf but i could jam so there you go at least i think i can well, i'll watch you guys because i have no musical talent whatsoever <laughs> uh ken cranston says hartman seems more like a percussionist now he's a really good guitar player i think he's self-taught too um as far as it goes i used to play drums tony there you go I, there you go yeah. I'm a, i don't know I if you know that. that i i don't think i'd be able to jam on the drums I, i'm probably not that good um give me a cowbell maybe more cowbell <laughs> <laughs> i can do that that's yeah. about it all right i i tell you what i 
<laughs> I'm getting a little crazy. It's late in the day. I'm getting a little nuts. So let's wrap this up. I, I got to say thank you so much for everybody here. Um, we had a great conversation. You know, more than I think about it, I love the Schwartz thing. Manny Silva loves the Schwartz thing. They need split speed, not a slot wide receiver. Schwartz actually fits their needs. Um, I'm still contending. I'd like to have a veteran in there as well. Um, but, you know, maybe they do both. But I'm really starting to love the Schwartz thing too. So there you go. There you go. Good conversation, Tony, as always. I appreciate you. Um, we've got we've got this week, at the end of this week, we have got a retro show coming up. Let's talk about that real quick. What do you think? Are you talking about the one we just did or, or yeah. a new one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the 1976 uh, divisional round game between the Steelers and the Colts. In my opinion, I don't want to spoil it, but in my opinion, it's the most thoroughly dominant postseason performance in franchise history. You have to check it out. Wow. I like that. Yeah, that's a good show. That was a lot of fun to do. Also, check out Let's Ride this week. Check out the Stat Geek, the Scobro show tomorrow night, uh, the preview on Thursday night. Tony's going to be back on Friday night. I'm leaving out Wednesday night because I want to talk about that now. Wednesday night, man, if you are not checking out the curtain call, right? definitely check out the curtain call. This week, they're going to have a guest from Oklahoma State, and there's some guys out there at running back. Definitely, there's a possibility of your first-round pick, Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle, a big, nasty, perfect Steeler type player too from right. Oklahoma State. So they could go the Cowboy connection once again. So check out Michael Beck, Jeffrey Benedict, oh. um, and executive producer Brian Anthony Davis. As I throw in, you know, <laughs> as yeah, I throw and, in, and uh, I, won't, I won't be there. <laughs> Manny Silva is always on my case about not knowing X's and O's, and that's true. But if you really want to learn X's, X's and O's, like the 11 and 21 personnel, check out that show because Jeffrey Benedict's great. Michael Beck played the game. They know their personnel. They know how to break that stuff down. So if you're really looking for that kind of thing, Manny Silva, check that show out on Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock. Hey, I'm not an X's and O's guy either, Tony. You and I are on here because, right. because we're more ecstasy and oh, yeah. You know, exactly. that, that, and the reason I say that is because we're more of the picture, the big picture. We're right. more of the personnel, the feel of the whole thing. And that's why we have such a well-rounded team. We've got those X's and O's guys, and they are great. I'll give you another one, Kevin Smith. Exactly. Coach Kevin Smith, absolutely amazing. So you know, check those guys out too. Um, we're going to give you something different. I'm going to tell you um, who scored first for the Steelers in a Super Bowl. And Tony, I bet you you can do that too. Dwight White, he felt he 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 touched down Fran Tarkenton in, in in the Super Bowl after uh after the uh he fumbled a uh, a handoff to the running back and he, he chased the ball down in the end zone. Dwight White was the first one there to, to tag him down, the first player in the history of the franchise to score a touchdown or uh, to score points in the Super Bowl. And not only that, the man lost twenty pounds that week. Got out of the right. hospital that morning. So right. you get the flavor from Tony and Brian, Tony and Bad, and right. you get. X's and O's from the other guys too. That's why we're together as one of the best teams in the business. I know exactly. I'm the podcast producer, so I'm saying that my guys are the best team around, whether it be Jeff, Dave, Big Bro, Sco, Tony, 
I'm throwing you in there. The boys from down under, Jeffrey. Oh. I, I'm throwing in KT. I'm throwing in Michael Beck. And if I missed anybody, I'm sorry, but we we have definitely got a great team, and I love talking about uh, those guys. So uh, listen to them; they're they're really good. So fantastic team. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us. For Tony Defio, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. You can call me Bad, or if you want to be like Paul Simon, you could call me Al for some reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with that being said, Tony, just when you think. You've got all the answers. We keep changing the questions. See you next week. Or should I? Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.